going on are we recording is that how we're starting today <laughs> gotta hype myself up sure yeah we can start with that i think we have to uh, honestly I'm, I'm speechless at this point so please go ahead oh i just need to get my energy up we're gonna speak with more volume get my energy up yeah you're scaring me there's been a couple episodes where i start hot and then all of a sudden i'm talking like this into the mic I'm you should like, talk to to ryan sherry about that i'm yeah. sure he's got some stuff for you it's called polar that's yeah we're polar opposites you and share bear i think everybody is polar opposites from share bear there's like got so much energy dude there's like your normal he's like he's like six sigma away from the the mean like the average he's everybody else is like kind of clustered over here and then yeah. there's sherry yeah yeah yeah, yeah he's um he, you know who you know russell brand yeah they kind of operate in the same like i think their 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 brains are just they're moving faster than everyone else's to the point where like they can't even keep up with their own brain <laughs> you know <laughs> i can kind of see like, that there's a thought per second i could see that now i don't know russell personally yeah <laughs> but that's not gonna stop me from calling him russell so i'll take your word for that yeah you, you are you guys like old rusty. are you boys or what me and rusty yeah you you and you and old rusty mm -hmm. we're boys um I have started to listen to his stuff lately. He's starting to emerge as like this new, kind of like our boy Chris Williams, our fellow uh, podcaster here. You're going to butcher the dude's name? Chris Williamson? Yeah, what? <laughs> Chris, Chris Williamson. Williams. Chris Williamson. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm sitting right. here with Chris Williamson. Do some respect. Um, all right, well, since I just pulled it up, let's start with Leia's tweet because I thought this was interesting. She just kind of came out of nowhere with this. I think this would affect certain players more, including her, honestly. I feel like her reputation is built around singles, but let me just read it. I'm a firm believer that the singles division needs to be eliminated in pickleball. So she's talking about just like getting rid of singles altogether. Least watched event, most damage on the body, and no monetary gain. What are, what's kind of like your initial thoughts? I mean, you very much built up your brand being a, a singles, like you've been more successful on the single side than doubles. So certain players without singles... It's like, you know, they become less relevant, right? They fall to middle of the pack. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's interesting because, like, I've definitely had comments on the way that singles has been laid out in the PPA where it does feel like like an afterthought a little bit. So I think I think getting rid of singles is obviously very extreme. I think there's a lot of people that, that love singles. I've started to like watching it more and more with the new talent. Well, here's the thing. So I used to hate watching it. I used to be only doubles. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Well, I think doubles and singles obviously showcase very different things, and they're mm -hmm. almost completely different sports. Yeah. I think that they're so much different than the difference between tennis doubles and tennis singles. We're very, very, very close, I think, to complete specialization between singles and doubles. Yeah. The way that you need to train for singles is almost – almost no crossover for the way that you would train doubles right so i think maybe we're gonna see the end of people playing both relatively soon <clears throat> but i don't think we're gonna see the end of singles and the way that singles is set up at the ppa kind of makes it destined to to fail and i think one of the points that leia had that i actually tweeted tweeted back one of the things that she said was that viewership is low on singles well what else are you what are you going to put on thursday 
right? If you put mixed doubles on Thursday, the viewership's going to be low as well. Why do you have to put anything on Thursday? Fair. You're just kind of giving a reason as to why the viewership would be lower on right. Thursday. Whatever you put days. on Thursday is going yeah. to have low viewership. Right, right. So I guess my point was lower it, viewership lower. than it has now. Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, like my, my point is it wasn't long ago when the APP was running singles on Sundays for their tier two events or, or PPA sometimes had when we were just doing Friday, Saturday, Sunday events, singles was always Sunday. Yeah. And singles had just as much viewership yeah. as as the Saturday event as well. Yeah, I forgot that you would play the entire bracket and then the finals would be that day, right? It was wild. Yeah. It was wild. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's... There was no championship Sundays. Yeah, no no ship Sundays. I actually, take me back to those days. I kind of like those better. Um, they were interesting, but then it, it would like... It didn't quite build up the momentum the right way, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's probably you could do some of of championship sunday and some not probably for the for the like maybe the futures tour and yeah. stuff but lit is correct in that singles is super super tough on the body and i think you even made a tweet back saying like or somebody made a tweet back saying like imagine a tennis player saying that this is too hard on the on the body yeah yeah, yeah. i saw that which Okay, actually, having played college tennis, and I wasn't, like, an amazing tennis player or anything. Like, I played D3 college tennis. I was pretty good. Team was nationally ranked. I played it towards the top of the lineup. But I was never, a, like, D1 or, yeah. or had any yeah. delusions of being a professional tennis player. Right. But um, I could play a, a two-and-a-half, three-hour tennis match, and I'd be shot, right? I'd be, mm-hmm. I'd be tired. But it's it's still not the same as a day of singles. Yeah, a day of singles at a PPA tour event is, I will say it on record, is harder than uh, a day of tennis matches. Yeah. Let's say you're playing two tennis matches because tennis matches, you get warmed up, you play for an hour and a half, an hour or two hours, right? Pickleball, you play, sit, play, sit, play, sit for three hours. You don't eat. Like you don't know when you're playing, it's it's brutal. So I will actually say that I think a day of playing singles in pickleball is more difficult than almost any day of playing singles in tennis. Isn't it the way you're loading your legs when you're cutting back and forth in such a small proximity that makes it tougher too? The the movement patterns are far more harsh yeah. in in um, way better way of saying what i just said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no no it's uh so the movement patterns are are harsher in in um in pickleball right so there's in tennis you know you get up to full sprints which you don't always do in in pickleball <clears throat> but you really really need to stop and start very quickly in pickleball yeah. and i think that just hurts more yeah so just for reference like when i would play tennis matches my muscles would be sore mm. afterwards mm-hmm. right when I play pickleball, my muscles aren't really sore, but like my knees hurt, my yeah, ankles hurt, my, my hips hurt. Yeah. Like it's harder on the joints than it is the the muscles. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like I get Definitely. hit by a truck. Anyway, back to the Wait, main point. Hold on. <laughs> Before we go back to the main point, you mentioned your old college tennis buddies. What do they think about the fact that, all right, so you just said you were toward the top of the lineup. You were never this like exceptional player. You're good. What do they think about the fact that you're like making this insane run in pro pickleball now? Do you talk they, to them? 
<laughs> well, yeah, I keep in touch with a bunch you, right? of my... No, of course not. Well, they did. So here's the thing. Yeah, they yeah. did when I was playing pickleball in college, yeah. right? So like I would... I'd be playing around and I was, I was telling all my buddies, like, you guys got to start playing this game. It's yeah. so much fun. Yeah, let's yeah, play. Yeah. Let's play. I would right. hit them up all the time over summer, spring break, all that stuff. And they just kind of like, they dabbled, they'd play around a little bit and they never really got yeah. super into it. And now maybe there's some, some regrets, but, um, yeah, a bunch of my buddies are, are asking me for, for the new, the new Zane paddle. My, my coach, Frank Barnes over there at Whitewater, uh, he's repping the Zane paddle. He's getting into it. Yeah. Um, so they, you know, they teased me a little bit cause I was obsessed Yeah. and, uh, now it's definitely paid off. When you were playing pickleball, like for fun in college and then you'd go back to tennis, were you learning anything from pickleball that you could bring back to the tennis court? Yeah. So. Uh, I hear so much that like, because oh, I think I play... we talk about the reverse typically. Well, what can tennis bring to pickleball? But not often are we hearing what does pickleball bring to tennis? Right. There's, but but also I think one of the most common things we hear is like, I can't switch between the two. Like pickleball screws up my tennis, or tennis yeah, screws yeah. up my pickleball. Yeah. Pickleball helped my tennis so much, and obviously tennis helped my pickleball. I was never really like a a phenomenal volleyer. But when I started playing the two side by side, my volleys got way better in yeah. tennis, right? And my anticipation and my net coverage got a lot better in, in tennis and pattern recognition, poaching, all that stuff. So pickleball definitely helped my tennis game. Yeah. And if you play both <laughs> enough at the same time, they're not going to throw one another off, right? right? So you compartmentalize things yeah, but you, then used to that adjustment yeah you can do it more easily yeah you, you do it you do it very quickly right yeah. I, I was at a point where I, I wouldn't even think about it where i'd be switching i'd i actually had some times where i'd play pickle in the morning and then i'd go i had i had a my senior year, I didn't have Wednesday classes. So I'd go play pickleball in the morning and then I'd drive back to Whitewater yeah. and go to tennis practice. And I didn't even think about it. Yeah. Like it, it was, it came naturally after a while. Have you played Padel yet? I've played twice. Padel's amazing. Have that you? Th throws off my game. One really? time I was hitting with uh, just like a Padel paddle and like on the it's pickleball court. And then we played a bit and I was like, whoa, this totally threw Cause it's the slingshot effect on steroids yeah those like things are trampling really really poppy yeah um when, where did you play uh down in like florida okay there's i've a, never actually played in a real uh like cage or whatever they call that box interesting before. wait so what'd you play on in florida we were just playing on a pickleball court with the stuff let's like go my on. uncle had brought it over there's a place out on the way to to dreamland i mean like polo tennis or something I'm like in. that and they have a couple of Padel courts. Dude, we'd be like, yeah. And who knows? Maybe I'm better than you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> It'd be we, way more we, even we than pickleball. We know. <laughs> It'd be more Dude, even. But decent tennis player. I'm good at racket sports. Play a little little racket ball when I was growing up. Oh, okay. So if you can play off the walls, you'd probably be better than me. Yeah. Only when I was like a lot younger. Back when I was playing like tennis, which was only till I was like 12 probably. Okay. Did some USTAs. Gotcha, gotcha. I think, I, I think I, I've key... said this before, but as soon as I played against a kid in a USTA where his parents were up like in the viewing area with a clipboard, like writing oh, down no. his mistakes, and in between games he would eat a certain amount of like 
energy gels and like and do these like sips of Gatorade. I was like, all right, this is different. <laughs> who, do you remember who it was? No, I have no idea. Oh, I was like, this is far too intense. <laughs> this is too much yeah. for me as a 12 year old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> playing like kids Michigan USTA. Yeah, yeah. Brutal. Um, okay, back to singles, Leia's tweet. Oh, main point. I mean, singles isn't going to go anywhere anytime soon. I do think that we're going to see specialization in one way or another uh, quite soon. And um, I, I, I agree to a certain extent that, like, some of the, the risk isn't worth the reward on the, on the body. But that's for – I think that's for individual athletes too, to assess. Yeah. So, But, I, you know. I don't know. Maybe we should get her on the pod. Tell her to, tell her to. Uh, She'd be good to get. A, I want to get her on the pod. All right, sure. we'll get her on the pod. Let's yeah, let's she's debate local it too. We'll debate it. Um, I'd like to hear her take. She has a lot of good takes, and I also like when she, she pops when off. I appreciate she it. Gets on the live streams when she's announcing. I always, I'm a, I'm a fan of her on the mic. Um, one thing I will say about singles pickleball, though, when I started playing that, which was over a year into, it was over two years into playing pickleball. I played singles pickleball for the first time. I just swore it off. I was like, that's not for me. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. But once I did start playing it, it opened up new shots and new ways of thinking about doubles. So if you haven't played singles pickleball before and you're an avid doubles player, you should. You'll learn things that you can then implement in your doubles game that'll make you better. Yeah, I'd say singles definitely helps your doubles game. I think doubles probably is neutral if not hurting your singles game yeah i mean there's there's certain like pickups and whatnot and and dinks and doubles but i think for the most part doubles is neutral if not slightly bad for your singles game yeah um by the way we got a shout out the the podcast studio that we're at they just got sponsored by liquid death and i was perusing the liquid death situation in their in their fridge and something caught my eye <laughs> what yeah go ahead <laughs> what what are you laughing Mine, about mine's over called convicted melon <laughs> what a ridiculous name for a flavor well of anything there were a lot of ridiculous names but you, you're gonna have to guess which one caught my eye and it's called mango chainsaw yeah <laughs> i had to right i had to liquid death I mean, I'm the I'm the inventor of the the chainsaw serve. They canceled it. It's basically I'm basically the Kareem Abdul Jabbar of pickleball. Mm -hmm. Sponsor me. Sponsor the podcast. Sponsor Thomas. Yeah. Did you? Is that one sparkling? It is sparkling. Okay. We got to get you a Liquid Death, just because obviously the chain that just makes sense for you, the chainsaw. Obviously. Then also Viore. Um, we're working on that right now. So yeah. hopefully we'll uh, both be decked out in Viore here here soon. Love it. Let's get it. Um, but yeah, so this, this, the one tweet you were referring to was, uh, like imagine if a tennis player was like, let's, let's eliminate singles cause it's too tough. And Leia was like, I played both at a high level, which you have not <laughs> love it. <laughs> Wait, who, 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 who did she reply that to? Will, uh, Will Jameson. I don't know who that is. I don't know if, I think he's just a guy okay. who follows. Just, um, just a guy. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't Sorry, know, Will. Maybe. Sorry, Will. If you, <laughs> just a guy. I don't know. Um, I played both at a high level, which you have not. I can assure you, love how she comes out with the fire. Like, do not, do no not, f's given. Yeah, do not, do not question her tweet. Uh, Watch Will's like was a satellite yeah. ATP player. Dude, I think generally, like, the commenters, if if you're just like now getting into 
the world where you have a little bit of a following, you're kind of, you're in the highlight clips, you're getting posted on social media and you're experiencing the viciousness that, that is like TikTok, Instagram, YouTube commenters. I think it's like hitting some of these players and they're kind of shell shocked. And now they're like always defensive. Like they're ready to just snap. <laughs> back. Yeah. <laughs> I, a lot of pickleball players are like that now, which is, which is funny. Well, I appreciate it. Leia woke up yesterday and chose yeah. violence. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I mean like, but here's the thing. I think that like, it depends on the, the social media that you're on, right? Yeah, like yeah. Twitter is all about dunking on people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. TikTok is like, they'll go, they'll go for the throat. TikTok, I, I don't even read anybody's TikTok comments because they're all just the garbage. Comments. Yeah, they're all, they're all garbage. And they're so ruthless. It's like they're all ruthless, these little kids. But also unoriginal. Yeah. They're like, this is yeah. just stupid tennis for old people. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's the 75, yeah, yeah. fifth time I've ever heard that. TikTok like, is like if you took um, Xbox Live <laughs> oh, like chat and put them in comment form. Like, it's yes, with, with, with more like uh, – with more with, – with less – slurs yeah yeah, yeah, yeah right, slurs. Right. it's a little more buttoned up they just kind of bleep it out or exchange it for a, exactly a or or somebody at the or at tiktok is deleting those yeah i think um i think though that you should like these commenters if they're just sort of like i don't think it's wrong to go back at them even as like a brand from the dink account we'll chirp people back if they just come at us unwarranted you do it pretty creatively i always yeah. get a kick out of that yeah and it's fun and like usually usually like it it racks up a bunch of likes because i think it's uncommon to see a brand kind of get into the mud engaging in it but like but here's the thing you know, as a brand right you only let's say 10 people have like pretty good digs at you but yeah. one person leaves the door open for like somebody for you to come back at them yeah yeah, yeah right. all you have to do is like is like quote tweet that one person yeah, yeah. dunk on them and then, yeah. <laughs> and, then yeah. and then you win right yeah. nobody nobody else is seeing the yeah. like those 10 other people that like might have yeah. got you one time one time a youtube comment was just like so ruthless and so unwarranted and i don't remember what we said back but we said something and it just racked up the likes and the person was like oh my god how unprofessional that a company would say something i'm like that you think that like because it's a company, it's like this entity. Like there's somebody behind the keyboard, right? Like we're people over here too. You can't like hide under the veil of like thinking you're just going to be safe because we're a brand. Like no, we're going to come at you if you just are unnecessarily being rude or mean. And I think more people should embrace that, including Leia and the rest of the pickleball. Well, let's there. get it. Every once in a while when somebody says something just completely brutal – I'll just respond to him like overly nice and apologetic. <laughs> yeah. And I think I win still. Yeah. And then like, they feel bad and they're like, damn. They're like, what do I say now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every yeah. once in a while. Yeah. There's been uh, a few commenters who, you know, just hated on post after post, like pickleball sucks, pickleball sucks. And then we just started being like, I love you. <laughs> like you're my All best right, friend. Commenters, con <laughs> yeah. roast us. Yeah. Go ahead. Roast us. Yeah. Let us know. We'll yeah. we'll respond with either anger or love. You yeah. don't know what you're gonna get. Yeah, I might even pop in on those uh, on those YouTube comments. So leave a yeah. comment. I'll either roast you or love you. We'll find yeah. out. Yeah. Um, but anyway, all right. So a lot of tangents today. I like it. Uh, she goes. I can assure you, playing three to seven singles pickleball matches in a day does not compare to. Tennis. Oh shit! We're still talking about this. One match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plus, then the turnaround times 20 to 25 times a year plus then the turnaround times 20 to 25 times a year if you haven't done it you simply don't know 
basically she's just saying like if you haven't tried it like you don't know what you're talking about especially at that level yeah and and a lot of us don't have the the funds to <clears throat> again like take care of our bodies the same way that a pro tennis player might right where yeah Djokovic is sleeping in like a hyperbaric right, right and stuff right, like right, that right 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 like, the masseuse comes over in the morning every day like yeah but. it's just different MTE is a rapidly growing two-ounce supplement and drink that supports peak performance and feeling good the right way by replacing excessive caffeine with proven adaptogen and nootropics that provides all the energy and focus benefits of excessive caffeine, but without any of the pitfalls like jitters and insomnia. The formula also supports a calm mood, stress response, inflammation response, immunity, and better sleep at night. Go to getmte.com, G-E-T-M-T-E.com. Use the code the dink 15 that's all caps the dink 15 and that'll give you guys 15% off your first order that's code the dink 15 at getmte.com if you want to work in pickleball pickleballjobs.io all sorts of new jobs being added every day working pickleball you know you want to should we read the medium article or like read the entire thing we'll read parts of it it's absolutely. not that long absolutely all right, so this actually was written. I feel bad for this woman. At first, I was like, "Can't you know get out of here?" Like ousting these these players, like you're just complaining. But then she said one thing that made me that put it in perspective, and I started to kind of just feel bad for her. But this woman took to Medium, which is kind of like a Substack, but for blogs. Hold on, hold on, back up. What I don't even know what Substack is. Substack is it's a newsletter platform. It's becoming like really popular. It I mean they're like they're all over the place now. I like they're they're like a unicorn um uh startup. And basically all these journalists who used to write for the New York Times or like Fox News or whatever, they're they're sort of they're saying, you know what, like they're censoring us too much. Mm. I'm just gonna go build my own brand on Substack. And so all these like really talented writers are becoming their own publications mm -hmm. using Substack as a tool as opposed to working for these traditional media conglomerates. And so Substack has basically like opened up the media landscape and it's just paved the way for more like independent journalism. Gotcha. That's how Medium I think Medium is, is like another version or Medium, another? yeah. Medium.com okay. is like essentially the blog version. Okay. Uh, so anybody can go on there, create an account and start writing blogs and you can kind of build a following that way. And I don't think this woman has a blog. I think she's just a pickleball player. And her blog was Grow Up Pickleball. And she wrote it March 14th. Today is April 3rd. But I got, it didn't really I got start sent this by like yeah. eight or nine different people. So, and same. and But that was only recently. It was like last week that right. it started circulating. Yeah. So she wrote this and it sort of just was nobody nobody saw it or anything. But I think now somebody saw it and like yeah. posted it to a forum or something. Drop Pickleball. And <laughs> narrated it did you see that no i didn't they, like see read that. it romantically with like <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> of course he did yeah it was like a fireside reading of <laughs> grow up pickleball tropical texted me um that he's gonna come officiate my wedding so, okay, i like it <laughs> i was like uh let me let me talk yeah. to jenny on that one and and get back to you yeah but anyway lots of tangents today let's read the article try um, and make your voice as sexy as tropical so before before Tropical was Tropical, he's from the same area as me in Michigan, and I would play with him all the time. And then all of a sudden, he spun up this account. 
I was like, oh, this is hilarious. And now he's like in the weeds. He's like <laughs> actually in the know of pro pickleball. And he does a really good job of like talking to people. He's like a, he's a good insider now. It's Nick he over is. there at Trap. Um, but uh, so this, this thing's called Grow Up Pickleball. And basically, okay, a little intro, and then she gets into her, her. She goes, pickleball's problem is much more serious. It could result in the loss of respect and reputation as a sport accessible to all, enjoyed by many, and truly excelled at by few. Pickleball's problem lies in the irresponsible behavior of a few athletes who are without question physically gifted, but who are completely wrapped up in their pseudo-celebrity status and have yet to mature beyond their sophomore year of college when they believed the sun rose and set on their heads and they could do whatever they wanted without consequence. Kind of a scathing little opener for uh, Donna here. <laughs> Donna looks like maybe she's 60-ish age range based on her avatar. Oh, she says it in the next line. As a 63-year-old wow, former tennis that. player. Um, so she talks about why she loves pickleball, blah, blah, blah. While I was enjoying all the good things pickleball afforded me, I was still dismayed by some of the incidents I saw occurring around the sport. No, he shouldn't have thrown his paddle. He has no idea it would ricochet into the spectators. Those Facebook posts are certainly inappropriate, and I wonder what his paddle sponsor thinks, but at least it's his wife he's grabbing. I don't know what that's in reference to. He's young and eager to move up the pro ladder, so of course he publicly brags about easily beating an older established player at a tournament. I know the pros are light years ahead of the average player in skill, but I wish they wouldn't spend time in their podcasts. Uh-oh. <laughs> belittling the 3-0 players who sign up for their camps, spending hundreds of dollars to earn to learn from. No, the no, best. no, no. That, that wasn't us. We only belittle one three five. <laughs> yeah, correct. There's one three five that we belittle. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think it's in reference to us. I, I don't think so. I just, just want, I want to name names, Donna. Come yeah, on, Donna. Donna. Let's get Donna on the podcast. <laughs> Donna, we need her. Uh, Donna Cap, you are open uh, invite. Respond, yeah. message us, message me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is, <clears throat> I'm excited. Imagine my excitement when the PPA rolled into my town and took over my club to host the Florida Open. I registered to play women's doubles. I paid 57, blah, blah, blah. As a woman living alone in a four-bedroom house, I wanted to share my resources by providing players a comfortable place to sleep and prepare to play well in the tournament. That's when I started to be like, uh, like she's she's the 63-year-old. She lives alone in a four-bedroom home. She's found pickleball as this outlet, this thing that she just loves and is immersing herself in. And she starts to watch pro pickleball and she starts like loving these pros and she says, "Well, I want to house them. I want to put them up for a tournament. Like this is a really cool opportunity for me to give back. And it's this thing I love. And yeah, it is, it is, it is always very, very cool when people volunteer for this type of stuff. And, yeah. and the PPA does a cool, does a good job of, of asking us if we, if we need housing and, and whatnot. So definitely Donna, thank you for that. And thank you for, to anybody else that, that does host. It yeah. is, it is always fun and, definitely. and is very cool of, of people to do that. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who do it. Um, we've stayed in a host house before and it was like a great experience. I've yeah. met a lot of very, very Anything. good friends, people that I yeah. still talk to you to this day from, yeah. from, uh, from host families. Also, you know, had some interesting host family experiences, not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I don't know if I've spoken about this on the, on the podcast, Go for it. but, uh, <laughs> one host family experience was like right when I was starting, probably before I was even playing pro, but I went, I did a, a little bit of a drive and a super nice family, uh, 
had me had me stay. <clears throat> and um, you know, I was talking to him. We went to dinner and whatnot. We go back to the to the place, and the the lady starts showing me pictures of the grandkids. I'm like, okay, okay, I can I can deal with this. Like we talk about the grandkids for a little while. Yeah. And then I'm like, all right, well, hey, I'm gonna get some sleep. Um, you know. And she shows me to the room. I open up the door. There have got to be the entire room is surrounded by pictures of her grandkids. And my and my heart sinks. And we spent the next hour and a half going through <laughs> every picture of the yeah. grandkids in there. Yeah. So anyway, that host experience is not the best, but still very kind of them. Those are the I know <laughs> you have to pay. Though. Exactly. Hey, exactly. Okay, pay for this Airbnb or this hotel. Or you pay in the form of, yeah, your grandchildren, they're, they look like great people. They, yeah, they did look like in, great people. They did. Yeah. You got to put <laughs> in the did. work, like schmoozing <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, lots of tangents today. Let's get back to it. No, this is, this is good because we got to break this up because I'm like reading this whole thing basically. We mostly greeted each other as we passed in the morning and again at night engaged in our assignments for the day. They woke up around 8, spent the day at the club, and I went to bed around 10, so there was very little time to get in each other's way, as it should be, I told myself. These professionals are committed to their sport. They want to perform at the best, blah, 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 so it makes sense. Except when Saturday evening arrived and neither player made it into Championship Sunday. I was informed that all the players who don't play on Sunday partied together Saturday night. At 10 p.m., when Uber arrived, they promised to be quiet when they got back later and they would probably still be asleep when I left for their men's singles final. They might see me at the venue. At 3.30 a.m., I woke up to what sounded like a, a herd of cattle coming through the front door. Lights went on and off. Cell phones hit wood floors. Humidity swelled doors stuck in the openings and closings. Voices mumbled amidst low laughter. Well, at least they're home and I can still catch a few hours of sleep, I thought. But you know, but you know that groan that some tennis players emit during a match, and you know how some pickleball players make those same groans during a strenuous point. It was only a few minutes later that those sounds began to emanate from the bedroom next to mine. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a way with words. <laughs> she, she does. Yes, she does. You got to get her writing for the ding. Yeah, man. the delivery is great. She <clears throat> really, yeah. At first, I thought someone was so drunk they were vomiting in the bed. Then I realized I w it, it wasn't that. Then I realized it wasn't that and that the sounds were not being made by a female. I was shocked. I went to the hallway to be sure of what I was hearing. I looked out the front window to see a strange vehicle parked in my driveway alongside my guest's car. I went back into my bedroom, closing the door loudly, hoping to enforce an embarrassed quiet. I was unsuccessful, but I decided to be cool. I decided that at 9 a.m. I would ask my guests to leave before I headed to the courts. I laid in bed with my eyes open, stewing over such disrespectful behavior. Around 7 a.m., <laughs> this is four hours later, I heard voices and movement in the hall. Good, I thought, they're gone. But soon I heard footsteps in the hall again and laughter coming from the bedroom. Trying to figure out what had happened, I looked at the video from the ring camera at my front door. I expected to see someone walking down the steps and out to their car. Instead, what I saw was a shirtless man standing on my front porch, casually urinating into a planter. <laughs> I, <laughs> I should laugh. This sucks with, for, the, for, for, for Dada. I do feel bad for Dada, but it's, oh boy. 
That's brutal. That's kind of funny, but it's brutal. At this point, like ideas are going through my head as to who this might oh, be. Right? Immediately, as I'm reading this, I'm like, all right, who, have who was this? Yeah. Who's not playing? Who played Daytona? Who, yeah, yeah, who's right. not in Championship yeah. who Sunday? Fits these characteristics. Later, she says that it was like one APP and one PPA player. So there's like another clue. Um, this, will, I, this will be like the last paragraph I read. That was the end of me being cool. I knocked heavily on the bedroom door, and when, after a long pause, she opened the door, I told my guest I wanted them to all leave immediately. 20 minutes later, she and two uninvited male pros slunk out my front door. I don't know where my other guests spent the night, but I made it clear that while I had opened my home to them, that I did not make it acceptable for them to invite others to join them. I immediately deactivated the digital key code I'd given them. There's some more stuff. You know, you can find this thing online. Uh, but, yeah, this is, uh, this is making the rounds now. And uh, there's a lot of speculation as to who these people are. I've heard um, with a decent amount of certainty, certainty who it is. I'm, I'm are you going to name names? names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I have to. <laughs> Comment below. Who do you think it yeah. was? That, that, Let's hear the speculation. Who pissed in the planter? Who um, pissed? But, uh, that is brutal. Like, I, it's, it's a funny story but like obviously not funny from the perspective of of this of donna right like that's that does suck when you when you're being generous and and you know not having any real expectations yeah. of them to kind of get used and abused a little bit mm -hmm. i i heard that she or part of the article was she did have a conversation with the with the ppa so mm -hmm. i'm sure they're gonna be cracking down on on us with that type of stuff a little yeah. bit or having a talking to with those players i think those players should get fined probably a little bit i don't know maybe <laughs> <laughs> i mean we're just handing fines out willy yeah, yeah, yeah. like if dj is gonna get fined for a little paddle drop yeah, yeah like yeah. this is finable for sure um but i understand it from the ppa's perspective too because when it's just the players like if if i reached out to donna and I did this, it would look bad on me and only me. But when the PPA reaches out to Donna on my behalf and I do this, well, now it looks equally bad on the PPA. So I understand that they want to protect themselves as well. And, uh, yeah, if you're going to throw ragers, just, just buy a, just buy a hotel room <laughs> or, or at least for one, maybe Saturday night hotel rooms, yeah. you keep it civil Thursday night, Friday night. Saturday night, you sleep on Sherry's party bus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's in some sense, it's like, yeah, okay. Do we does the PPA need to hold players accountable? Is the PPA uh, at fault here? Like, yeah, to a degree, but I don't know. As we talk about everything from paddle regulations to the way the courts are set up to things like this, it's like. When you're growing a business in the midst of the fastest growing sport ever, it's like there are just going to be things that arise like this and you have to address them when they do arise. I mean, you just wouldn't have thought about this being an issue. Right. Uh, and so you need to correct them when they happen. And I would just chalk it all up to, to growing pains, uh, essentially. Yeah, right? if I was in the PPA issues, I wouldn't have assumed that somebody's like this needs a proactive talking about right like don't trash this person's house and have three ways in their in their uh in their bedroom 
uh three ways <laughs> well she said that there was one female guest and two male guests that that came out of the bedroom yeah to to analyze that a little bit further so two females were staying with her one didn't come home at all one came back with two guys one of those guys was pissing off the planner or was pissing off the porch shirtless at 7 a.m <laughs> i don't even have a comment for that but yeah. yeah fun night take your three ways elsewhere <laughs> yeah. i don't think i don't think the ppa has anything to any blame in this one i'm not suggesting that we do blame the ppa i'm suggesting from the the from donna's perspective when the ppa is involved right it's it's not the look that they want to have yeah and they also couldn't have have expected this i wouldn't have and um yeah, I think it should be more a, a indictment on the players and the, the league for sure. Um, but yeah, growing pains and a lot of us are very immature still. There are still some some kids, some kids who haven't gone to college yet, or yeah, or even just young adults where this is their their first yeah. job. Yeah, um, and they're starting to make real money when they walk around at these events. People are coming up to them, asking for pictures, asking for autographs. Their highlights are getting shared on social media. Their follower counts are growing up or going up. It's um, – Yeah, they're not growing up, just their followers. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, you know, you can understand where some of the stuff might might happen when you're just enjoying the moment and the ecstasy that is all this growth and being in the middle of this. Like, Yeah, and I would I would really, really doubt that this is anything unique to, to pickleball. I think right. it's probably something that happens with – pro athletes you hear about yeah, yeah. basketball and and baseball and mm -hmm. football players going nuts i'm sure tennis players do yeah. it we're we're all young adults with decent amounts of money like people are gonna do some stupid shit yeah <laughs> the the difference is like these this host family thing right 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 because right. people I would need hope to that subsidize wouldn't. their costs right and this is one easy way to do that and have like good housing and stuff so is what it is all right one of the things <laughs> transition game strong here um it was one app and one ppa player let's talk a little bit about the different tours and kind of where those are every time so i think we were kind of on a streak where we hadn't seen it was like a ppa then mlp and that was a focus and then there was an app event this past weekend and i'm always i'm always surprised by like the level of play and like the fact that there's still really great players competing in the APP and it's pretty fun to watch. And I've said this a million times, but it opens the door uh, for like a, um, is it Christian Keenum? Yeah. yeah. Uh, to, you know, make a run and end up in a final, right? And that that is exciting. These kind of lesser known players who aren't as established, uh, you know, being able to compete for for gold and it's still high level pickleball and it's fun to watch. Um, but yeah, what do you, what do you just kind of think of as far as like the the APP goes, the tours? Definitely, yeah. I mean, I, I do still think that it's that it's interesting to see different different matchups, different names, giving people a, a chance to uh, to emerge as well. Um, something somebody like Pesa Teoni took a took a gold with with Andre. Um, let's see, there was uh, and Pesa's fun to watch yeah he's, he's he got an interesting violence game. yes he does he leaves he, the ground a lot for his shots <laughs> you know that guy is explosive he, yeah, yeah he's yeah. like a That's he looks like word. a running back yeah yeah he really does yeah, yeah um 
you know, some a team like William Sobeck and and Christian Keenum took a took a bronze there. Yeah, Sobeck's another one. <clears throat> he's been around for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's been around. Let's see. Me and my buddy Kyle Selenko played him and his dad. I think it was at the 2019 US Open or or something. We played him in the in the back draw of like of age. And I think we're both playing 19 plus because because yeah. Rusty is like 48 at the time. And then William's like 16. My buddy Kyle is like 30 at the time. I'm probably like 19, 20, 21. I don't even know. But um, yeah, so we played in 19 plus and uh, we lost to those guys. Kyle got chewed up. I'm not going to take blame for that one. <laughs> My boy, Eddie, Kyle Salico. But um, well, it's cool to see somebody like William progress over so many years, right? Some people have a meteoric quick rise. And yeah, some right. people just take their time and get consistently better. Mm-hmm. And I I feel I feel those guys, the guys that, that just consistently day in and day out get a little bit better. Yeah. And I think – William is in that uh, in that category. Wouldn't you cool even say that like JW and Georgia are in that category? Yeah, I, I would say so. Georgia more so than JW probably. JW had a had a, a shortened window where he got really good, really, really good, quick. Yeah. And Georgia's been more steady. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Sobeks, by the way, those are the, the. I think they're like tennis. They come from tennis, like how I mentioned when I was playing that USTA and the parents were up with the clipboard and the kid was eating the fruit snacks and he was like, they're taking it very seriously to me. That's them. <laughs> Rusty, good old <laughs> Czech heritage. Me and me and him are going to go to the Czech Republic sometime. Tear it up. <laughs> yeah. I'm Czech. I'm 4% Czech. Navratil. Of course. Related to Martina yeah. Navratilova. Yeah. You're pretty, you got like a, a pretty mixed background. Oh yeah. I'm a mutt. <laughs> <laughs> it's better. Life's better that way. Yeah. Um, but anyway, looking, looking back at it, so I've had some time to think about, you know, about the vibe merge, about APP, PPA, all of that stuff. And people are are talking about the APP, like they're down and out. And I, I would say for the time being they're they're behind, right? Mm -hmm. The PPA is the pro tour at this point. Yeah. But when you look at it from the lens of last year in these contract negotiations, what was the APP supposed to do, right? So if you think about it, MLP and Vibe are sitting on probably $20 million of liquid cash from selling these teams, right? And the APP is chugging along. They're probably cash flow positive from their tournaments. Yep probably not from the professional game. Mm-hmm. What what would they be doing? What would the APP be doing if they're giving serious offers to to players? Like how it's not a bidding war that they could have won. Right. Right? Right. So what they did was they drove up the prices. They gave me offers, they gave some of the other APP players offers. What did we do? We said, "Hey PPA, this is what our offer is from the APP. What are you going to do?" Yeah. And they matched it, if right. not did better. Right. And then at a certain point, the APP said, okay, all the offers are gone. Mm-hmm. So what do they do? They inflated the price for their rivals, mm-hmm. understanding that like 
these players are paid a lot. That is a lot of cash out the door for each and every event. If you want to own all the players, you better pay for it. Yeah. So I wonder if that was a, a calculated right. move. Yeah. I don't know. What are your thoughts? That would have been the best move in that circumstance. It wouldn't let it wouldn't be, let's just say, man, we're not gonna compete at all. Right? It would be to drive up the price for for their competitors. But I think there's kind of two things here, right? Like there's the PPA and MLP spending, 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 raising money, kind of this high growth mindset. If it doesn't reach this point where that starts to uh, return profits, right? If these businesses don't become profitable, well, then all of a sudden they're in trouble. They can't sustain that level of spending. Whereas the APP is like, well, let's just continue to run a good, sound, profitable business here. And we can last through anything, right? We're just going to stick around because we have this profitable business model. And there is a world, I think, where if the viewership doesn't get to this certain point where, well, they just can't like PP, these, these people who are, who are spending a lot, they just can't sustain it anymore. And who knows, maybe they go into the red and they have to basically just close, close up shop. Whereas the APP was just sitting there the whole time, just kind of playing the waiting game, playing the long patient game, right? Yeah. They were the, they were the tortoise. And, and think about it, too, from, like, the amount of players, right? The amount of players that were good enough to be considered professionals in 2020 was maybe 20. Yeah. 2021 was 30. Last year, 50. Mm-hmm. This year, probably 60, 70. Yeah. Maybe, maybe 50. I don't know. Because there's 48 players in the – like, basically, the amount of pro pickleball players and the amount of talent isn't – shrinking it's exploding yeah so next year is ppa and mlp going to swipe up 20 new players if we have 20 players emerge maybe but at what point do they can they not sign everybody right or is there a point are they just going to sign everybody in perpetuity yeah i don't know so (laughs) yeah do they have that do they have that much capital yeah is that feasible I don't know. It'll be interesting to, to see. Right now, they're they're definitely behind, but I don't know if that's necessarily a a bad play. Mm-hmm. We should have asked Connor about it. Yeah, yeah. To to get his perspective on it, he probably would have danced around it like the good politician he is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he would he would have given at least some good good insight there. Yeah. Um. Speaking of. Good insight. Yeah, I gotta, God, these these these, dude, these transitions so are so bad. <laughs> Speaking of good insight, you can get pickleball coaching for Big Papa Jimmy. Yeah, I gotta pull up this email. I sent him one too. That's so funny. We both we both saw this and immediately sent him an email uh, without knowing. We didn't that even we talk to doing. each other about it. Yeah, yeah, right. God, where is it? What's his email? I forgot what it, I got to pull it up too. Yeah, it's um, jignatowich at gmail.com. But basically, James Ignatowich tweeted, you know, I'm going to do online pickleball coaching. Here's my email. Uh, you know, email me thoughts. And then I think on his podcast or something, he was going to like read and, and give advice, which is a good idea. Uh, but I saw this as an opportunity. <laughs> as did I. <laughs> as did any right minded individual. And I just want to make it clear I didn't. I didn't include any names here, okay? I'm not saying who this 
is or if there's multiple people. But this is the email I sent to James. Hey, James, short-time listener, first-time emailer. Not necessarily a coaching request per se, but seeking pickleball advice nonetheless. A certain 3.48 pickleballer has taken to social media and YouTube, granted it is with strong production value, to pontificate about his pickleball prowess, espouse half-truths regarding tournament experiences, and pose as a know-it-all paddle expert. In your experience, how do you deal with those that think they are better than everyone, but fail to recognize that they are, in fact, still considered sub-intermediate level? Obviously, we don't want to hurt the little guy's feelings. He's very enthusiastic and his heart is in the right place. But man, <laughs> he needs to face reality. Thanks, man. One of the pickleball, pickle pod hosts. Mediocre pickleball pod. He responded, Thomas, Chris Olson has already reached out to me for advice on a myriad of topics, ranging from the game of pickleball to how to initiate a conversation with a woman. <laughs> Frankly, he hasn't left me alone. For example, at 2.36 a.m. last night, he emailed me two consecutive times in a matter of 10 minutes, initially asking for advice on how to increase his hand speed, and in a separate email just 10 minutes later, pleading with me that he just needs companionship. <laughs> At this point, I am thoroughly concerned for Chris. However, it is ultimately not my problem. Therefore, I've been forced to add a Chris tax when it comes to my teachings. Anything Chris-related results in a 300% price increase. Fair. In fact, anyone simply bearing the first name Chris is subject to a 150% price increase. Sound Since awesome. merely hearing or reading the name Chris puts me in a bad mood. I am truly sorry that these are the circumstances in which we find ourselves in. If I could give you one word of advice, distance yourself from Chris at all costs until he gets serious long-term help. This is in the best interest of your sanity and ultimately your safety. Thanks for your understanding, James. Oh, wow. <laughs> he, he took it next level. Yeah. He, he really took it next level. Dude, the best part is like we're just emailing each other right like there's no there's nobody else involved in this this is just like a private email exchange that's so funny i sent him one <laughs> so i forward it to you i go we're reading this on monday <laughs> for sure but i didn't actually read it i didn't read your the email yeah. i just figured damn well i'm glad yeah i said hey big papa low-key i'm washed please help i'm barely beating christian alshon these days gucci zane he didn't respond to me no reply no reply what kind of coaching advice is this? <laughs> I don't know, but we had a good we had a good text conversation about uh, about why he no longer um, why his beef is over with Christian. Christian or Chris? Christian, his his oh, okay. beef beef is over with Christian. Maybe it's because he just doesn't respond to anybody with Chris in the name. Yeah, yeah, right. It's there technically. Yeah. Well, so why wait? Why is the beef over? Maybe we'll have to maybe we'll have to ask him, but I don't think it's something that's uh, repeatable on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, now I want to know so bad. Uh, I learned a lot about uh, a Big Papa's moral compass. Okay. Anyway, oh, how, do we, how do we how do we segue out of this one? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I pickle don't slam know. that happened. Yeah, Thomas, take it away. <laughs> uh, let's see. Pickle slam. I put on the singles, turned it off pretty quickly. Wasn't a big fan of it, but the doubles, I think, uh, thankfully, made up some ground uh, that was it sort of made up for the somebody said calamity. Great word. That was pickled. That show with uh, Stephen Colbert and all the celebrities. Yeah, that was rough. Because I think more than anything, that just made pickleball look like even more of a joke. Mm -hmm. Whereas 
this event seemed to be decent pickleball, legends, sweating, putting in the effort, caring. And uh, they did a good job. Like McEnroe did a good job of like, you know, playing into the controversy, like the foot faults and stuff oh, of like course. that, playing up the drama. Um, so that added to like the entertainment value, but it was good. It was good pickleball. And I think seeing like tennis legends like that actually dueling it out and, uh, you know, having a tough time, it's not as easy as it looks. I, I thought it was good. And then just the, the way they like set up the courts, the black court, the way the lighting was, the way the, the replays were, I thought that was just like, I, I thought it was really cool. So yeah, all in all, cool. I thought it was a, um, a pretty good event. Yeah, pretty cool production for sure. And my my biggest concern was that this was going to be a hit and giggle, right? Yeah. Where where they're just hitting around, and nobody's really really trying too much. But like, I was, and again, that would make that would make pickleball look bad. Yeah. Once again, if these guys are out there just not giving it the time of day. Yeah. But that wasn't the case, right? They got a million million dollars online, mm-hmm. um, charity for for charity. Could uh-huh. they have just like taken the million dollars? I mean, I think it was just assumed that they would give it to a charity. But was that like actually part of the? Oh, I don't know. I'm just reading the dink, so maybe this isn't a reliable source. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. It says the funny. one million dollar charity exhibition. Yeah. So okay. I don't know. You might know better than I do. Yeah. That, the, the, I'm literally reading the dink right now. Yeah. Turns out it's not just me these days. <laughs> I got to start reading our own stuff. Yeah, but not a lot probably, of content. You probably, probably know what that it's is. Tough to keep up with. But uh, I guess going through this like expectations were i think play style wise right my guess was going to be that McEnroe would be the best just play style right but he is also 15 years older than roddick he might even be more than that he's, i think more. he's like 20 20 years older than roddick at least 10 years older than than agassi um but style-wise, like he's all about hands and and serve and volleyer, probably one of the best serve and volleyers of all time. And it was cool to see him, even though he's older, hold his own. And that's a cool part about pickleball, right? Yeah. Um, so I would have thought that he would be the best in in doubles, maybe, or at least skill set translating. And uh let's see. They uh yeah, he he struggled a little bit in in singles. But Roddick hasn't been retired all that long. What has he been retired? Four or five years? Something like that. So solid to see those guys out there. And who ended up uh who ended up actually winning? It was Agassi and, and Roddick, right? Beat Chang and and uh Johnny Mac. Mm-hmm. It was it was priceless to see John McEnroe do the exact same thing that every professional player yeah, that's does. That's what all the comments were. He 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 is in the kitchen, but he pulls back, looks down, and he's not in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, we've I mean, all we've, we've all done that. All felt that pain. We've all done that. So. Then he like drops his paddle and goes and like takes a moment. <laughs> it was funny when he won the argument with uh, with Courtney as well, <laughs> where where Agassi was saying you didn't call the score. Yeah, yeah, but he right. did call the score. Right, right, right. He goes, right. "This is the first argument I've won with an umpire in forty years." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty epic. Yeah. Mac Johnny Mac's an entertainer, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. That is for sure. Yeah, yeah. But all in all, I thought it was uh, thought it was a cool production, and uh, I think next time around they should do it more like the match, uh, where it's uh, there's pros involved in it too. 
right? So it's like kind of uh, like it was at uh, at Bubbly, a yeah, little bit. That yeah, yeah, yeah. But with that same production value, uh, you know, high dollar figure on the line, uh, and uh, that way, when you do put it on a stage that big, you also show what the best level of pickleball looks like. Right, right. right. And you have a little bit of contrast. Like these are the best. These yeah. are four of the best tennis players yeah. of of all time. Like and instead then, of singles, they should yeah. have done. Something like that, mm-hmm. like a pro am mm-hmm. type of format, or even just one quick game to fifteen or something of yeah. pros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to just to put it on, just to showcase it. Yeah, this is what it looks like. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, and then put a shot clock and uh, body bag two points in place. Oh, I like those ideas too. Yeah, I like those ideas. Um, so. We we're speaking about whose game is going to translate the the best, and I've been saying for for a while, like of every single tennis player that's currently out there, people uh-huh. are, have asked me for years, like, what if Federer played pickleball? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't give a shit if Federer plays pickleball. I want to see Jack Sock play pickleball. Yeah, and we're gonna get to see it. Yeah, like I, I genuinely think that his pickleball game, and I've said this for a while, you you can, you can check my sources. Um, his pickleball game is going to translate better than anybody else in professional tennis because of the way that he plays. Yeah. And people have asked me, like, well, he has such an extreme grip on his forehand. He's going to – guys, he'll figure it out. <laughs> he'll, he'll figure it out. He's not going to hold his pickleball paddle like this. Yeah. Right? But what I judge somebody on is their ability to get easy power, Right? Somebody like James Ignatowicz who can generate a tremendous amount of power from here to here mm-hmm. is super, super important. Mm-hmm. And when you look at Jack Sock's technique in tennis, he's very, very compact yeah. and is able to really explosively hit the ball. And also, sick doubles player, yeah. right? So I can't wait to see that happen. We'll, we'll see if he'll be able to carry Tyson. Um, <laughs> we'll see if he can make himself light enough to get carried by Annalie. By the way, they're... Uh, Jack is actually playing a, a PPA event with Tyson McMuffin and Anna Lee Waters yep. in North Carolina in uh, beginning of uh, May. <clears throat> so that'll be pretty sick. I yeah. think they'll actually do pretty well. I think so. I'd be impressed if they met. I mean, they're just going to target the hell out of Sock, right? I mean, as they, as, as they should. But like... In mixed, I wonder how they how they play it. Right. Well, I mean, I think He's I playing think with in, Lee. in mixed, you obviously have to do your best to try and slow it down to to Jack and make him play pickleball. Right. Make him hit dinks. Yeah. He, if he's smart, is going to do everything that he possibly can to not play pickleball. Play tennis. He's not as good of a pickleball player yet yeah. as these top pros. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that you know, playing against Ben and Colin sometimes that they do is they really make the points slow and boring and they give you dead, unattackable dinks time after time until somebody gets impatient or whatever. And I think that's the way that you kind of have to play Jack. So I think if he's smart or if they're smart, I think Jack would probably play the ad side or the odd side and be really active about moving for Ernie's to try and get his partner involved as well. And also, he's got a, probably the sickest Ernie 
out there other yeah. than maybe loon violent it is it is violent wakes up and chooses violent <laughs> so i think if they strategize well i i would think they'd be a still a i think anna lee and him are a top five team i i don't know if they can i, I i'm gonna say i don't think that they can meddle you're you're playing in that who are you playing with let's, let's consult the spreadsheet <laughs> i never remember i remember know. who other people play with but i don't remember who i play with right what are you gonna do what am i gonna do yeah. oh, me and etta etta and i are gonna try and build some chemistry for our for our very first tournament together and uh i think we're just gonna go right at jack jack yeah just speed up everything adam yeah. no hands yeah um yeah. my biggest issue when i play against non-pickleballers is like they want to speed it up and when they play that game i want to show them that i can speed it up better than them <laughs> you know you're like, the alpha yeah the, the the ego gets involved and so i play into their hand as opposed to what you should do as you were saying which is like make them play the game make them play the slow game make them play the touch game make them dink yeah but you know there's a fine line too there where it's like you can't be completely passive and allow them to 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 speed up at will they need to be good quality dinks um yeah i'm excited i'm gonna be a fan of of that one yeah um yeah so anyway what else do we got that's all i have there no that's i mean i think that's that's pretty much it you and i looked at each other we were like i don't think we have that much this week we could just bs for a little longer <laughs> no i think you, you said you have some housekeeping things yeah well so chad i want to send you your pullover and i know you sent um us your information but i don't know where you sent it and so i don't have your information and so i can't send you your pullover so you need to email us or something again or dm us or something <laughs> be better thomas yeah. chad is out here hustling I know. lactating oh, I know. doing it all yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and you oh, you can't even find his email back to be better our dj i'm sorry episode, chad our dj episode when dj said something about like he he said something about titty milk <laughs> and neither of us picked up on it and i only noticed when i was watching it back yeah i had no idea no yeah it totally went right over our heads uh dude I was dying laughing watching that back because neither of us, we just like don't acknowledge it. It looks like <laughs> we're like, oh, that was too far. Like, let's not. <laughs> uh, but that was. Let's um, get DJ back on the pod. Yeah, that was a good episode. That was fun. That was fun. Um, that was fun. Uh, yeah, we'll have, uh, we'll get Ben on next next week, which will be interesting. And we're going to go over the legends of pickleball. The the, the legends of pickleball that you all and I have have not heard of. Uh, and, uh, so I think that'll Ooh, be interesting, interesting cause there's some really, some really fun, fun ones. Absolutely. And some interesting ones. <laughs> the puppet master, baby. Yeah. The yeah. puppet master. Yeah. Him and him and some others who, uh, apparently you don't want to cross. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Um, but, uh, I, I think that's, that's pretty much it. Let's see. Yeah. If you send us video recordings, uh, like that one time we played, the uh recording from trop like if you basically what we were just talking about like send us some questions in video we'll we'll play it on here and uh we'll answer the questions or give you feedback or you know whatever uh but that's kind of your your other opportunity to get on the pod uh, we are narrowing our sights on uh, a couple commenters slash fans who i think will be good guests 
uh, for an episode. So we're still trying to figure out who that's going to be. So keep commenting, keep commenting, get on our radar so we can get you on an actual episode. But if that's not you, um, record some questions or thoughts or, or whatever for us and we'll, we'll play them on the episode and talk about them. Where do they send them? Uh, you can DM them to the dink on Instagram or at pickleball on Twitter. Oh, wow. That's a we flex. are pickleball. <laughs> That's a flex. Uh, so now any, anytime somebody tweets anything about pickleball, I don't like, it's like, uh, hey, stop talking about us because that's technically our name now on Twitter. Um, Make but, a lot of friends that way. Yeah. Repthedink.com. Go buy some uh, pickleball merch and uh, pickleballjobs.io if you want to work in pickleball. You know you do. Um, we're adding new jobs, new companies. It's free to just go put your resume in there and make a profile. Uh, and we're just going to keep adding more, more pickleball jobs on there because everybody's hiring right now. Everybody's yeah, trying we'll, to find uh, good quality We'll send candidates. that to Big Papa Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> Looking for a virtual coach. Um, but that's it. All right. Next week we got Ben. And uh, give us a sign off. See ya. <laughs> I was I was not prepared for that. Bye bye. See ya. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie.